listening to high-res audio, and why you may want to buy your favorite movies and TV shows on DVD or Blu-ray. This is Mac Voices. Mac Voices is supported by Collective, an all-in-one financial solution for the self-employed. Learn more at collective.com. Today's Mac Voices is supported by Collide. Collide ensures only secure devices can access your cloud apps. It's zero trust, tailor-made for Okta. Book a demo today at collide.com slash macvoices. Chuck, Jeff, can I ask Jeff a question about music and you know, high quality that it may go down a rat hole, and if it's inappropriate, just tell me and we'll do it after dark or something. But I know uh, over the past couple of years, Jeff, you've talked about you know other external ADC analog digital converter boxes, you know, for enjoying, you know, higher bit rate uh, music. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I know you've also talked about, uh, you know, various uh, HomePod uh, devices. Um, what's your current status? Are you listening to, you know, some of the high res uh, Apple music through your ADC to some sort of external speaker? Uh, yes, and uh, and I, I, I'm going to be pedant- pedantic only because if if I don't do it, someone else will. DAC instead of ADC. Oh, sorry, you're right. You're right. Um, <laughs> and uh, um, but it was it was probably friendlier coming from me. Um, yeah, yeah, Harry Belmont told me that you know earlier. Than- <laughs> and that Harry Belmont, that guy was trouble. Um, wow. So. So yes, I'm listening to to a lot of I'm streaming high res music every day at, when I'm sitting at my desk. So uh, right now, the DAC that I'm using, the external DAC, is the the yeah. shit Modi three plus yeah. connected to Audio Engine A five plus speakers. Okay, and as a percent of the music you consume, is that 50, 60, 80, 90? What percent would you say it is? You know, I'm not always looking at the iTunes window to see if it has the uh, the high res icon okay. uh, for each track that's playing. But at this point, I can very confidently say the vast majority of the music that that I'm playing is high res because Apple is continually uh, uh, adding more of their library as high res. So now, having said this conversation up this way now for the key question i want to ask do you notice so apart from spatial audio which as far as i can tell is something only apple is doing but apart from spatial audio do you notice a significant difference in terms of enjoyment of high-res tracks or is it you know oh that's that sounds good but it's no better than you know sort of the standard track Music that has been mastered for the the higher quality, holy forking shirt balls. It it is shocking how much better it sounds. Um, for music that uh, that hasn't been upgraded, if you will, to high res, using a quality DAC and good speakers, the music still sounds a lot better. So so all the way around, I'm. I'm just winning because all my music sounds better. And as even more of it goes high res, it it just starts like going over the top better. So what I hear you saying is better quality playback devices, no matter what the source is, 
you'll have better experience. And then if if it's specifically uh, produced you know, to have a better high-res experience, and who knows if that's 1% or 10 or 80% of music, it's certainly not the majority of the legacy catalog out there, but you know, maybe a sizable amount of new recordings. Um, You'd that, be surprised that at how much legacy is high-res now. Uh, there, there's been a lot of work over the past few years to uh, to take these uh, these masters from all these old recordings and remaster them for uh, for high res audio. And I mean that's the bottom line. Right. You you need to to master for your intended output to have good audio. And that's why when CDs first came on the scene, people were like why would you buy a CD and LP is so much better? And they were right because all they were doing was taking content that had been mastered for LP and dumping it on a CD without remastering. And it just didn't sound good or as good as it should. So, yeah. So if you go and you start looking at what's available in high res on Apple music today, you'll be surprised at how much uh, I'll, I'll call it old catalog stuff is high res now. And for and for some of these albums that when they go back and remaster them, uh, I mean, it's shocking just how much more is in the music that you just couldn't hear before because what, whatever uh, medium it was being mastered for originally, you, you would just lose stuff and it's back in now. Jeff, yeah, I'll second that because... I mean, my ta- my musical tastes are very much not mainstream, and I am constantly surprised at how much uh, is is has that little lossless tag on it in Apple Music, and 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 obviously pleased too that it is there, but yeah, it is not it is not necessarily a now going forward or even just the 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 major hits or the, the really popular artists. I don't know how or why it's being done, whether it's just that's a way for the artist to make more money or the, the labels to make more money. But at the end of the day, we're benefiting from it because we're getting more and more in lossless. Chuck, have you invested mm-hmm. in an external deck? I have. Uh, Jeff Jeff infected me, and I, too, have the Shipmode E3 um, and the A5s that are behind me and that, mm-hmm. that Jeff has. One of uh, us. And, and I tell you, it... I mean, it, he's he's not wrong. It is staggering, just how good some of those things sound, as opposed to just an, an MP3 or maybe a recording that I ripped from a CD. It it makes a big, big, big difference. Yeah, Mark, think think of it like televisions. So it's so it's TV for your ears. You can have a uh, a movie that's that's rendered super high quality. But if you go out and buy a $100 no-name brand television, the little computer that's inside there that actually renders the signal back for the display is not nearly as good as the little computer that's in the uh, the $5,000 um, television that's you know, like the, the best on the market. And, and so the image just doesn't look as good on the crappy television. Um, and with music, it's the, it's the same thing. The DAC that's in your computer, uh, I mean, it's fine. It's a good DAC, 
But when you go to an external DAC, a quality external DAC, that little computer that's in there, it, the way it's rendering out the, the music for you gives you a better uh, sounding experience. Yeah. So and today, I would think that normally that um, it the, the vast, you know, I mean, a large number of uh, uh, CDs and things are just have been, you know, just poor quality, just they have not been mastered very well, you know, which is why when you find one that sounds good, it's really great. Because I think for a lot of people, you know, um, they're played, but I, I won't, I won't go there. What I'll say is I remember going to CES, you know, back in, uh, you know, the Clinton administration and going to the, uh, you know, the autophile section. And then there was one company that was making, you know, preamps and amps, and they were located in Sunnyvale, which is, you know, here in the Valley. And we went in and, uh, you know, we talked and they, you know, played, uh, you know, a variety of, they played a jazz piece, you know, they played, uh, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, a classical symphony. They played a sample, you know, opera, and they were talking about how great their amps were. And then, then I asked them, "Oh, that's very interesting." But tell me about, the, tell me about your speakers. <laughs> and uh, we had been there in like maybe twenty minutes at this time, and we had conversation back and forth. And you know, the guy looked at me. He just <laughs> he broke out in a big smile to sort of contain a laugh, and he said, "You know, um, you know, our, our amps and things are good at a thousand dollars each, but you know." These speakers are beyond the reach of most of our typical users, and I asked, "Oh, okay. Well, how much do they cost?" And you know, ten thousand dollars a pair. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's uh, and then this is this is what makes you know audio reproduction you know so interesting is, um, I think it's way harder than uh, than video because the quality of the screens and uh, devices we have. Uh, does a lot much better job than um, reproducing the sound. We have, a, I think, a double whammy. We have the quality of the recording and the mastering and all this inherent, you know, uh, mic placement and everything else. And then how it re gets reproduced in your room, which has completely different acoustics and completely different shape. But um uh, I want to bring Brian in because he has he has a question that relates to this. Um, Brian, yeah, I was just uh, curious. Uh, listening, I, I don't listen to a whole lot of music, and I'm hearing the conversation about all these uh, great new ways to upload the music and higher quality. Um, just curious if if anyone knew uh, is are most uh, new newly created songs or newly uploaded songs do they tend to be this higher quality, or I think of it like uh, in the area of television and, and TV shows, you know, where it's almost like really difficult nowadays to find a show that is in, you know, 480 or, or 720p, you know, mostly it's, you know, 1080p or better that your television may not be. So, you know, maxes out of whatever it is, but um, at least the, you know, the quality of the stream originally, so I was just curious if anyone knew. I, I don't. I have. I mean, sort of my musical tastes, you know, and you know, and what I appreciate um, is hardly representative, you know, mainstream. So I'd pass it on to Jeff or Chuck or you know somebody else. Yeah, yeah Chuck, you're the expert on this. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> good. Thank you. Um, right. Okay. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> that that's a really good question. Okay, so Brian, what what's happening is um, um, with the technology we have today, you can master for um, uh, multiple uh, target platforms uh, simultaneously now. So so what you'll find is that uh, that um, like when when you're creating that high res music file for streaming. It will probably come bundled with uh, with just like a standard lossless version as well, so that whatever device it's going to, which says this is what I can take or whatever setting you've you've put in, it uh, like if you want the lower quality, which can still be good quality, um, you can save some bandwidth. So, um, yeah, it's. They're, the fact that they can do what they can do now with computers to just render stuff so much faster, yes, every, pretty much everything at this point, if it's not being targeted as high-res audio with an extra file at uh, at lossless, that's probably the exception at this point. Yeah, and I would say I, I agree. Now that I think about it uh, for a moment, with what you and Chuck have said, Jeff, that Apple's moving forward with higher res versions of you know their catalog, and I've seen that you know just I, I can think about different pieces I've listened to over the span of a couple of years. Uh, they've gotten better, and uh, uh, so I think you know just uh, you know. Like Tim Cook says, we love music, you know, parroting Steve Jobs, who says music's in our blood. You know, it's it's something they're just uh, moving the state-of-the-art forward. Um, you know, maybe there's long-term economic benefit of it. You know, a lot of companies would certainly just, you know, not spend the time and energy and care to uh, continue to improve the listening experience. And, and no. I, I mean, my environment, I have I have sort of the big room and speakers and things, and then I have different uh, different smaller room, you know, with a couple uh, you know, home pods, and then I have some AirPods Pro, and um, they're very different. I need to, I just suppose I need to uh, you know go buy a, you know, a, a, a shit uh, you know DAC and uh, you know cross the bridge to be able to you know see something. You know, in a room where I do listen mostly to vinyl and you know, also cassettes, yeah. when I go um, there, it's less common. Yeah, Brian, I wanted to I wanted to just throw something out um, because it's I've I'm, I'm about I've, I've had the potential to go real technical. And I'm not going to, so I'm just going to do it this way. If I interview Jeff and we just do, you know, our our, our respective. Um, just the two of us, and we have grid cameras, and I do it through eCam. I can capture um, a, a 1080p image for the two of us. That can be kind of as large or as small as I want to make it. But after I edit it, then I have to figure out what do I render it to to release it for YouTube, for Vimeo, or for an RSS feed, for an MP4 feed. And so I, you know, I release, I, I do a fairly large quality uh, image, uh, excuse me, file to YouTube, but I also have a much smaller one that goes out to the, to the video feed because 
that just, I mean, it's, it's crazy. You know, I, nobody's going to want to download an eight gig file, but that's a lot of times what it ends up being going up to YouTube because I want it to look as good as I can and they're going to compress it anyway. And, and so I know I'm going to lose a little something there, but if I'm distributing it via an RSS feed to you, I'm going to give you a lower quality. It's still the same dimensions, but it's going to be a lower quality. And I, so I think that's, that's kind of goes along with what Jeff was saying and, you know, not just what's being created, but also how it's being distributed through which medium. And Jeff, it goes to your point about saving bandwidth, you know, for lower, a little bit lower quality. Do you really need a 4k stream? Do we want a 4k stream? Of course. Do we need it? That's another matter. So for, for an average right. rom-com, you, you probably don't. Um, but for, you know, next star Wars, maybe you do. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by Collide at collide.com slash Mac Voices. Our sponsor, Collide, has some big news. If you're an Okta user, they can get your entire fleet to 100% compliance. How? If a device isn't compliant, the user can't log into your cloud apps until they fix the problem. It's that simple. Collide patches one of the major holes in zero-trust architecture, device compliance. Without Collide, IT struggles to solve basic problems like keeping everyone's OS and browser up to date. Unsecure devices are logging into your company's apps because there's nothing there to stop them. Collide is the only device trust solution that enforces compliance as part of authentication, and it's built to work seamlessly with Okta. The moment Collide's agent detects a problem, it alerts the user and gives them instructions to fix it. If they don't fix the problem within a set time, they're blocked. Collide's method means fewer support tickets, less frustration, and most importantly, 100% fleet compliance. Visit collide.com slash macvoices to learn more or book a demo. That's collide, K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash macvoices. Collide.com slash macvoices. Thanks to Collide for their support of Mac Voices. Today's Mac Voices is supported by Collective at collective.com an all-in-one financial solution for the self-employed. If you're a freelancer and you're not happy with the amount of business paperwork you have to do, then you need to know about Collective.com. Collective is the all-in-one financial solution for freelancers, contractors, and self-employed entrepreneurs, especially if you're making north of $60,000 in profit a year. Collective handles corporate formation and compliance paperwork, taxes, bookkeeping, accounting, and even payroll. All those things that take you away from what you really need to be doing. Combining a mix of tech and human experts to guide you, Collective helps maximize tax savings, all in one place. And you need to act now if you want to save even more. If you've made money this year but don't have an S-Corp election, right now through June 30th, Collective can save you thousands of dollars on taxes in 2023 because they're able to backdate your S-Corp election to January 1st. In fact, collective members save on average $10,000 per year on taxes with this structure. But you need to do it now. Before June 30th, you can potentially save thousands of dollars on your 2023 taxes. Go to collective.com and save and find out just how good it feels to have your business paperwork done by people who know what they're doing. That's collective.com collective.com
Thanks to Collective for supporting this week's Mac Voices. Eric, I wanted to bring you in because um, you you'd have brought up a really great point uh, that, well, it may affect one or two of us here. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's uh, over time, people have hearing loss. If you go out and listen to lots and lots of loud concerts, there's you know, a significant potential for hearing loss. You know, a lot of the audio engineers that are on the road all of the time, there, there's a big difference. Um, and as companies are producing content that sounds better, where where the the quality of sound matters if your audience starts losing their hearing then you lose that differential so i find it interesting that there are a bunch of studies now looking at you know things like the airpods 2 and how much it can offer potentially audio protection to users so that they can be in a loud environment for a little bit longer without damaging their hearing um that just seems kind of interesting to me. That's a good point. That's a good point. I don't think I have any significant hearing loss, but I haven't been to an audiologist to test it. So I don't know. Well, there's um, two dimensions of hearing, right? There's, there's frequency response, and then there's uh, ability to detect you know, amplitude you know, of how loud, this, how loud the signal is. Right. Um, next story. I want to throw this in, and and Mike, I had you in mind to comment on this one. Oh, no. um, and and the, well, there's there's a logic to it, believe it or not. Um, and this is Netflix ending uh, the D, the DVD and the mail service, oh. which is interesting. And the reason I ask, I wanted you to comment on it because I know your wife r- runs a store, and you all deal in manga and you know related things. I'm mm-hmm. curious to see do they how do they distribute do they distribute on on DVDs or do they distribute I don't know I mean I obviously streaming obviously you know from for some channels but is is the DVD still alive and well in that world Oh yeah um it, a lot of it is streaming obviously um Crunchyroll is a very popular streaming service for anime um but it's interesting. I just read an article about this not too long ago that there's been a resurge of or resurgence of interest in DVDs and Blu-rays of anime series. And the reason is fans are finding out that these shows don't have a permanent life on the streaming services. Just like we're finding out of some of our favorite movies. I get emails almost every day from the serv- services that I use that says, oh, by the way, this movie is going away. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. It's in my it's in my watch list. I haven't watched it yet. I gotta watch it. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna watch it. But they they are constantly churning the shows, television shows, and movies that are on these services. And what do you know? The kids are figuring out that the shows that they love aren't always there and available. So there is a lot of interest in DVD and Blu-ray. We in particular, don't happen to sell a lot of it, but you know we do a fair amount. Uh, you know some of the more popular type series we do have, but interestingly, um, as much as uh, comics and books are going digital, 
one of the number one sellers in our shop is manga, the printed version of the, you know, the Japanese comics that we sell. Um, number one seller because everyone wants that hard copy. Why? Why? For collectability reasons. If you have, um, you know, if you like, like with movies, if you have a, a digital copy that you paid for and the service decides to remove it and you no longer have access to it, what did you pay for? If you have a physical copy that you paid for, you still have that physical copy. Same thing with comics, manga. If you have a physical copy, you will always have that physical copy until or unless you decide that you don't want it and you give it away or sell it or what have you. I I, I think there's a, a good argument to be made for the collectability of physical goods. Yep. Sorry. I still buy CDs. I buy CDs and rip them. Or I use Amazon's auto rip service and I just get the the cups. Sorry, sorry, Jeff. I don't listen to high quality audio. But you know, if you if you're listening to something that makes you happy, that's what matters. My very first CD ever, I think I purchased it in it was either in fall of 85 or spring of 86, was uh Elvis Presley's album Elvis, which was released on CD in mono. And one of the main reasons I, I brought it back to my dorm and I started throwing it around because we all heard about how, how durable CDs were, right? I'm like, look how durable this CD is. I'm throwing it around. And what do you know? It got scratches all over it, but it yeah. still played. It still <laughs> played. <laughs> I, I was, Mike. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I promise. This is going to be a different topic, but I, I, I frankly, like Mark posted in the chat, is I didn't even know Netflix was still distributing DVDs. I think it was kind of like a, lost thing i had thought they'd stopped years ago um but the uh as as far as the dvds go i mean yeah i think i agree with mike i mean there's so many people that like to have the physical copy of dvds i mean i just had a family member passed away and there was a huge collection of dvds and i said like, ah, i want to grab these and see if you know if they're anything real good and maybe i can rip them put them in my plex, ser plex server or wherever and because i now own them they're mine um but it, it, it was interesting to see that there's so many dvds out there but they're still making them, but you also go into Best Buy or any places that were selling DVDs. They're, they're nowhere to be found. Now vinyl is, is is out there now because you see that. I mean, I was in the store in the Best Buy and saw they they held a small little section of vinyl, but you don't see DVDs anymore. So it's interesting. But streaming is 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 here, and it's but uh, but I agree with you that, that we got to have. There are people that like to have. Uh, uh, physical copies of a, of a, of a DVD. It's, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how it disappears. I mean, I mean, I haven't even talked about Blu-ray. I mean, Blu-ray is the big, it is it, still big and still a lot of people still like them. And, uh, I don't even know if the Netflix was renting those, uh, or uh, anymore, but uh, Blu-ray is another, another medium. It's, that's still as popular as ever. Yeah. I buy all my movies on Blu-ray, quite frankly. Yeah. If I'm on Blu-ray and preferably Blu-ray with a digital or a DVD copy, and a digital copy all for one price. So I, you know, it's hard to justify 14, 15, 20 bucks for a digital copy of a movie when I can get the Blu-ray, the DVD, right. the digital copy for less. Mm-hmm. You're you're right. I mean, there's and so if many you have a Plex server. Yeah, there you go. On there, which I do. Mm -hmm. hey, my Mac Studio makes a great Plex server. Yeah, Mark has to go. So Mark, I'm gonna say thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Um, where can folks find you when you're not here? 
at uh, you know at Twitter at M A R K F U C C I O, all lowercase, all one word. Great. Thanks so much for taking the time to show up tonight. We really appreciate it. Okay, yeah. everyone, carry on. You, know, you have a lot of great topics. Good See chat. You next time. Okay, bye bye. Yeah, Mark. I, I definitely want to make sure that Brian and Eric, but they both sit through some good points in the in our chat, and I want to make sure they make them. So, Brian, yours had to do with um, just the ability to stream. Yeah, I, I mean, a lot of streaming services do allow for you know you can download ahead of time type thing, uh, but not all of them do. And depending on which you know plan you purchase or subscribe to, uh, you may not be able to uh, download ahead of time, and even then, it might be limited how many episodes. But yeah, if, if you're going to go in an area without uh, good internet service, uh, yeah, it's great to have that physical medium to be able to, you know, put that Blu-ray or DVD in and and enjoy uh, without a strong internet signal. I mean, I'll add another point. Redbox is still alive and well. I mean, they you go to any kiosk and, and any 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 corner drugstore or any store that happens to have a kiosk out there, and they're 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 uh, they're still renting them, um, and so so obviously there is a sustainable business of some sort. I mean, I know Redbox is a little too late to the game, st- uh, starting to look at streaming and and all that stuff, but uh, but they they seem to still be holding on renting DVDs, um, and you don't see obviously stores anymore, video stores, and uh, who knows? There's been some rumors about Blockbuster maybe coming back at some point, but, <laughs> which I think was, which was kind of funny. I think someone put something up on the blockbuster.com site that, you know, potentially something might happen because I know the last store that was, that was still operating in, in Oregon, uh, I think finally shut down. So uh, no, it did yeah, bend to Oregon. So. That one closed? I thought that one turned into an I, Airbnb, a blockbuster Airbnb. Is that what it is now? Maybe I, something's I'm changed sure. since last time. Like, I looked, it, like but... it has a whole movie theater set up in it. And, and I thought uh, that was still open. It might be. I, I, I thought heard news that they were, um, that they were shutting down, but maybe I'm and, wrong. Yeah. In addition to uh, the red boxes, uh, even a lot of local public libraries too. Uh, there you go. You can check out your DVDs, Blu-rays. Yep. No, still open. It is okay. I, I yeah. thought they had yeah. talked about it, was and, and it's still an Airbnb. So that's what the, I think. That's what I thought was the, it was. It became an Airbnb as well. Hmm. The world will be a much much sadder place when that closes. Yeah. Where will we stay in Bend? Where? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Eric, you bring up a, a, you opened a Pandora's box here and and we could get into a real big argument over one particular movie, but um, go ahead and make your point because I think that that too is an interesting one. When, when you have a physical copy of a movie, it plays the same way each time. Mm-hmm. So as streaming services buy content, a lot of times they, it, it gets edited either because whatever the streaming service is has a certain level of violence or or it's a family thing or whatever or modernizing it and taking out objectionable content or just removing something you know it it changes or letting george lucas put his hands on it yeah and and i mean there there are a bunch of disney examples where freeze framing the animation gives you different results in the original copy from later copies when they found out what people put in and it got taken out or you know things like that or or um uh you know as uh, over time as additional movies are added 
you know, maybe it's, it's the perception isn't quite the same to have certain things happen. So it gets adjusted and they, or they put out a new version of the, of the movie. Um, so if, if I get a movie I like and I want to see it again and I don't want it to change, then I, I want a physical copy of whatever that, that, that content is. Cause then I know when I go back to it, it will all still look the same and have the same content that I remember. And it won't have a replaced song. It won't have because of licensing. I mean, that happens with um, TV shows that get put out to, to, to DVD where they will take replace, replace some of the, the audio. Yeah. Uh, because of licensing or something. And yeah. Yeah. WKRP in Cincinnati was, I think, a big one for that, where, you know, on air, they were all the tracks you knew from that time period that were, you know, were hot. And when they came out on DVD, it was like, what is this? And Happy Days. Happy Days was another one that got affected by that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't have the licensing licensing for the music. I expect the answer among this group is going to be a much higher response, a positive response when I ask this question. But how many of you have the original theatrical release of Star Wars Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi on DVD? I do. I do. Yeah. Because when it got released, along with the special edition, I bought them up. Can you find them now? Nope. 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 Can't get it anywhere. So I've got the original theatrical release. Not only on DVD, but on VHS as well. So yeah. I'm yeah, I was gonna say VHS. Yeah. Not getting rid of those. Mm. Yeah. Hey, uh, want to make sure everyone knows Frank Petrie is in the chat room. Frank, it's great to have you here. Hope uh, you're see you buddy. it's a, a party better. now. So, yep, it is. Yep, yep. So look out the scathing comments are about to come on YouTube, no question. <laughs> um, um Brian, you're coming. I don't I don't know. Were episodes removed from The Simpsons? I was trying to think if it was Simpsons or something else. Wasn't maybe it was a different series. I, I just recall, you know, the certain episodes were taken away. Or I, I don't think it was the Simpsons. I could I be think, mistaken. I think there's a couple episodes of South Park that can't be seen anymore. South Park, yeah. It might have been South Park. Okay. That was Paramount Looney Tunes. Well, a lot of the Looney Tunes stuff. There, they I just HBO. put the disclaimer on the front now. So you can yeah. see what it was, but you understand that you're watching it in context of when it was made, which I think is great because, um, I mean, while some of the things are horribly offensive now. Uh, oh, absolutely. Uh, just, oh my God, the racism in in the old Looney Tunes cartoons is just yeah. off yeah. the charts. That said, letting people see what was deemed acceptable at that point so we can understand better today why it's not acceptable mm-hmm. i think it's a good thing yeah i agree jeff and there's a whole censorship discussion there that we could go way off the ground yeah. on yeah um just by sheer coincidence with this discussion does anybody remember the avengers tv series not the 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 marvel avengers but um mm-hmm. oh absolutely yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, Diane, Diane Ladd. And, was that her name? No. Yeah. Um, shoot. Barbara. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm blank. 
Riggs, Diana Riggs. Diana, Diana Riggs. Riggs. Thank you. Yeah. 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 I did not know this, but I I stumbled across it that that there apparently was an episode of of the Avengers that featured her in basically a very skimpy cat suit. And the only way that it it can can ever be seen is if you get the British version of the DVDs. Really? That you know, so I mean, even even so, there there are all kind of issues here with what gets put in, what gets taken out, what's available, when it's available. I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe I'll have to go back to buying DVDs. You guys may have convinced me. Seriously. When you when you go to to buy a movie or TV series, and you go and look at how much it's going to cost on the streaming services, hop over to Amazon, and look at what you're going to pay there, and there's a, a high chance that you'll pay less for the physical media shipped than you will for the digital version. Oh, way less, <laughs> way less. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. Well, we 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 were just watching an episode of Gotham just before I came down here. On DVD. This is why I still have my super drive um, sitting on the shelf because uh, periodically when I'm buying a a movie, um, it'll show up at, you know, as a DVD instead of getting it as the digital. And I immediately rip it to my Plex server. And, um, and now, and now I have the best of both worlds. I have a digital copy and uh, the physical medium. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. This Mac Voices live panel wraps up in the next edition of Mac Voices as we discuss Apple's ventures into finance. And I share one of my favorite things from this year's NAB show that you can enjoy at home. That's next time on Mac Voices. We'll see you then. As always, I'm Chuck Joyner. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.